I'm Julie Hyde, and I believe you can't be a leader of others until you are a leader of self. It all starts with leading you. So if you are ready to be the best leader that you can be, you're in the right place. I'll be chatting to a diverse range of leaders who will spill the beans on their leadership, how they changed the game, insights into their mindset, and how they built the courage and resilience to be a modern leader with impact. Let's get into it. With me today is Lucy Broadbent, and she is a celebrity journalist and author of What Would Ted Lasso Do? How Ted's Positive Approach Can Help You. And that's exactly what we are going to dig into today. So welcome, Lucy. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Not only is the Apple TV series Ted Lasso genius, but I think your idea for this book is too. So what was it about the series that made you write your book about it? Well, thank you for the kind words. (laughs) So I'm in a parking lot or a car park and I'm sitting there on my phone and some woman crashes into the side of my car. Now, I'd been watching the show like the night before and ordinarily there might have been a few expletives when someone does that. But oddly, Ted Lasso came into my head and I thought, well, how would he react in this situation? And I knew that he would be kind, which is really the message of the show. So going against all my instincts, I got out the car. I was fantastically nice. And as I drove away, I felt really good about myself. I had a scratch on the side of my car. Well, it was a dent, actually. But I'm smiling I'm smiling them more than before than when I had the dent. And so I'm thinking, wow, that's an effect. What is it that made me think of that? So I began researching it. I'm a journalist. Research is what I do. So I began looking into it, and there's a whole load of positive psychology that is used in this TV show. And I believe an awful lot of it goes back to a particular book written by Viktor Frankl, who wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning, which is all about how you choose reaction. You choose your own reaction. Bad things are not going to stop happening to any of us. And how we react, how we choose to react in those circumstances will make us feel better or worse. That is such a great story. And you're right, it's a really good example of exactly what he would do. And because you approach that situation as you say, with kindness, you walk away from it feeling pleased with yourself, feeling proud of how you handled that. And I'm sure that the person who damaged your car (laughs) was very relieved that you responded in that way too. So that sort of ties into my next question because I'm a big believer that to be a great leader of others, even your children, you need to be able to lead yourself first. And Ted Lasso is a brilliant example of that, but he's not perfect. How important do you think that is to the believability of his character, but also to leadership today? Well, the the thing about him is that he has his flaws. He is not perfect. And that's human, isn't it? Because none of us are. 
I think essentially that's why he feels believable. But I think that the key to his leadership is really that he leads with a vulnerability, which is these days is regarded as a sort of secret source, isn't it? By sharing something of yourself, which he does, you become more relatable. You share your flaws, you share them, which he does. And by doing that, you create a trust and you are being honest. And the whole thing about Ted Lasso, and he is in this position where he is leading men, he's leading others. The reason why he's so successful at it is because he shares his own vulnerabilities. He is honest with him. There are very specific moments in the TV show where he says, I kept something from you and I shouldn't have done that. I should have been more open with you. And so it culminates towards the third season. I don't want to give too many secrets away if you haven't seen it. But he then enacts it in a style of football which is called total football, which is based entirely on trust. And it is honesty and trust between the football players. Now, that is, in fact, a real-life football strategy. It was invented in the 70s. But it's a fabulous uh, metaphor for leadership generally. In fact, I mean, it works in all of our lives, as you say, into how you look after your children. And of course, it's also leading with by example. And he's a really fabulous example. Yes, he is, so is. And like you say, that that trust component is so incredibly important for a team to function. And it, it is quite hard to build. And you touched on that it was create, you know, really brought to the fore in the 70s by John Wooden, who is a very successful coach. Yes. And there's a lot of reverence to John Wooden in the show. And his mantra, I suppose, if you want to call it that, is that it's not about the wins or losses. It's about being your best self, and which is such a lovely message. So he was a legendary basketball coach. He coached at UCLA for many years. And by using this philosophy, He had record-breaking number of wins. I mean, it actually works. It's not just, okay, being nice for the sake of it. But if you are your best self, magic happens and you happen to win anyway, which is just so lovely. Yes. And as you say, the basic philosophy of this show, to be successful in life, you need to be your best self. So it all starts with you. And what I love about your book is like you just you haven't just written about the show and about Ted, but you've linked it back and brought in a whole heap of, you know, research from psychologists and like you just mentioned before about Victor Franklin and his research. But I think that's so important because like you say, all the, the messages are, are there. Some of them are, you know, in your face, but others are quite subtle. And if you're not, I suppose, watching, because we can get distracted when we're watching this series, you might miss some messages as well, which I think is great that you've, you know, put it down in writing. Because as I was reading it, I'm like, it's a great reminder. It's like, of course, you know, be a goldfish and (laughs) all the basic little things that he, he mentions. And it's just so simple, but so effective. So 
I've got the first edition of your book um, and you've since added to it. So in this one you share 11 of Ted's lessons in the book. So out of these, and we'll touch on your next book in a minute, what is your favourite and why, if you can choose one? I mean, the overarching message is kindness. And that's really, I mean, who doesn't love that? You know, he talks about, he calls it trickle-down support, smells like pizza, roses, and I assume Viola Davis, which is just, I mean, it's just a funny line. But in real life, I've read interviews with Jason Sudeikis, who wrote it, who was incidentally invited to the White House by President Biden the whole writing team and loads of them were invited because there is such a strong message about mental health in it as well, which is an important one, obviously. So which one do I pick? I mean, you know, <laughs> looking after your mental health is an important one too. There's There are many messages in it. But fundamentally that it still comes back to kindness to yourself or to everyone else. And you see how it filters through. There's three seasons and it starts off, he arrives in a hostile environment. People call him rude names. He has a locker room full of men who are all at each other's, other's throats. Hostility, conflict. This is what our world, unfortunately, seems to look like. But so by being kindness, by this trickle-down effect of you are kind to one person, then that is passed on to someone else, like my lady in the car park. You you hope that it, it carries on. You hope the whole thing moves forward. Perhaps it's a romantic ideal, but why not? Because maybe it's possible. Jason Studakis said when he was never expected the show to be as popular as it's become. And he has said he liked the philosophy of the Boy Scout philosophy. You leave the campsite cleaner than when you found it. And I think that, you know, in a way, he has left the campsite cleaner than he found it. I think this show arrived during the pandemic and it sort of is what we all needed at the time, but it's carried on and there's such a heartfelt message to it. I don't know any other TV show that is like that. And I sort of feel with my book, it, it's sort of like spreading the message, passing it along. Yeah, and it definitely is. Like you say, a lot of people, including myself, because I was like, oh, I'm not really interested in soccer, so I don't want to watch it. But it's so not about soccer. There's, as you say, so many lessons in it and so many leadership lessons in it. So you've now added to the first edition of your book, and I'm very interested in this because there are two awesome female characters, one who I find incredibly inspiring, which is Rebecca, who is the CEO of the soccer club, where I'm at because I haven't watched series three yet, but she's such a strong woman, but also quite vulnerable at the same time. So tell me about your addition to your book, which is based on series three. Okay. So this one has been updated to include season three, but the other one with the women, it's a whole completely different book. It's a whole new book coming out in October and it's called How to Be a Lioness, Not a Panda. Because you will remember, and it's called, it's Find Your Roar with the Women of Ted Lasso. So you will remember that at the very beginning of the show, 
Rebecca, who is the owner of the club, is walking down a corridor and Keely, who is a young girl, is talking to Ted and she's about to do a modeling shoot. She's asked Ted, which would be better to be a lion or a panda? Rebecca overhears her and says, don't be ridiculous. Of course you need to be a lion. A lion is the ruler of the jungle. So it becomes, and later Rebecca offers Keely a job. It becomes a mentorship. And it's this fantastic friendship between two women. So I have managed to write another whole book around it from the female perspective, because in a sense, women have have so much more to overcome than men do. And for them, there is a feminist message within the TV show. They've said uh, interviews with Hannah Waddingham, who plays Rebecca, and Juno Temple, who plays Keeley, they have both spoken about how there is a bunch of feminists in the writer's room, and that comes across. And there's this lovely idea, because I think that men are in this world are hurting too, and I think, in a sense, it's feminism for men, <laughs> which is a lovely idea because feminism has never been about hating men. It's it's about bringing equality. But also, you know, there's many opportunities in there for leadership. It's how women lead. And there's this phenomenal character, as you point out, Rebecca, who is actually modeled on someone. There's a lady called Baroness Karen Brady. There's not many women who lead soccer clubs. So it was pretty easy to find out who she's actually modeled on. And Baroness Karen Brady is a British woman who is one of the directors at West Ham Football Club. She's described as the first lady of of football because it's so unusual to have a woman in a leadership role of a male football club. And so she's like a big old pioneer, to be honest. And you see Rebecca in that context. And I love that because so often it's spoken about in business that there's not enough women supporting women, particularly in the corporate environment and sort of pulling them through, which is exactly the role that Rebecca plays with Keely and really helps her to be the best or to bring out the best version of who Keely really is and to, you know, have some really solid respect for herself. So, I think that's brilliant and I certainly can't wait to read that. A lot of people who I speak to who love Ted Lasso just love Rebecca and I I really love Keely too. Without them in this show, it wouldn't be what it is. There's a lovely little anecdote if you're not bored yet, but the two actors meet in the ladies' lose (laughs) before the first ever read-through of the script. And they know that they're only the two women in this very male-dominated show. So their expectation was that the two women would be pitted against each other because that's the stereotype. When you see women in film or television, almost always there's a catfight. Hollywood loves a catfight. But the reality is that actually if you're a, a woman in a bo- on a boardroom and there's another woman there, you are almost immediately friends. It's like, okay, we're the only two women in the room here. We have got to be friends. And women do naturally support each other. This this catfight, although obviously 
you know, the world is multi-layered. But the point is, is that I think that women actually do gravitate to other women. We want to support other women. And the both actors have talked about how fabulous it was for them to be able to play women supporting other women and to enact not just a great friendship, a business mentorship. They absolutely adored it. And they both felt that this would be seen by girls coming up. That's what their hope was. Yes, definitely. As I say, I can't wait. When are you releasing that? October. It'll be out on Amazon in October. Awesome. Oh, it's been so wonderful talking to you, Lucy. Is there any like final note that you would like to leave our listeners with today? If you have not seen the show, I would say watch it. Don't buy my book before you've watched it. You've got to watch it first then buy my book because it kind of keeps it alive. It's out on Apple TV Plus. I don't work for them. <laughs> I'm not plugging it for any good reason other than the fact that I think it's a great show. And they don't give out the figures, but I think that a lot of countries, America, when it came out in America, it was like a big hurrah. And this show has been up for its broken records in terms of Emmys that it's been up for. It's nominated. Its third season is up for something like 21 Emmys. So it's getting huge recognition here. But I think other countries have been slow to catch on to Apple. And I don't know if that's the case in Australia. I I, I mean, I don't know. But, but I think that it's been slower to build in other countries around the world. I think they're sort of catching on now and it, it is worth watching. Yeah, I totally endorse that 100%. And then, as you say, following up with getting your book, it captures the lessons, as you say, the key lessons. And for me, it's a great reminder because, you know, as you travel through the series, you get a whole lot more information and then don't necessarily write things down or I don't when I'm watching, you know, an entertaining series. So it's easily readable, easily digestible, great size. I think it's brilliant to bring in to business with teens where I consult a lot of the um, younger guys just love the show and they suggested that I watch it. So Lucy, thank you for joining me all the way from LA and I can't wait to get this out to my listeners and thank you for continuing to spread Ted's words and to permeate kindness and to be kind as well. So you're a definite role model for the message. Well, thank you for your kindness in having me on your podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs>